Hi, Mike Gibson coming to you live from Orlando at ACC 2018, and I'm here with my very good friend and colleague, Dr. Dominic Angelillo. Dominic, you're the master of switching and swapping acute switches, late switches between theanopyridines. Talk to us about uh, what I think is a very, very important study, SWAP4. Yes, thanks for having me, uh, uh, Mike. So here at this meeting, we presented the data of the uh, SWAP4 uh, study, which were uh, also released in, in circulation. Uh, addressing uh, a new topic of, of switching, which is that of de-escalation from Ticagrelor to uh, clopidogrel. Mm -hmm. Something that happens very frequently very in clinical frequent. practice Absolutely. due to a variety of reasons. Um, but there has not been any study to really understand which was the best way of switching. And the reason behind the study is not only because it happens very frequently in clinical practice, but in our prior swap series, uh, we learned that there's a potential for drug-drug interactions when switching between different classes of uh, P2Y12 uh, inhibitors. We learned that with the Kangler experience, we learned it in the swap two, going from uh, Ticagrelor to, to Prasagrel. And so we really felt the need to do a very detailed pharmacodynamic study <coughs> with Ticagrelor to uh, Clopidogrel. So essentially, the study uh, looked at patients who are on standard treatment with dual antiplatelet therapy, aspirin, and clopidogrel. We did this so we had a baseline reference. They had a run-in phase. Everybody were treat was treated with ticagrelor. Obviously, there was uh, uh, lower levels of platelet reactivity. And then they were randomized to forearms. Continue with ticagrelor. Switched to clopidogrel, 75 milligrams maintenance dose. Clopidogrel 600 milligrams given 12 hours after last maintenance dose of Ticagrelor, or 24 hours. And Dominic, just to be clear, are these people with ACS or just healthy volunteers? Who are these? These were patients uh, with uh, uh, coronary, coronary disease, disease. Okay. Uh, on dual antiplatelet therapy as part of standard of care okay. right. for at least 30 days. Okay, so we this is not acute. No, I okay. mean, we didn't want to do it too soon. Mm -hmm. Because, because you have a lot more platelet activation. Absolutely, mm -hmm. and, the, and the truth is, if you suspect that there may be a drug-drug interaction, it's probably not a safe thing to do. Right, to so first do it here in the chronic setting exactly. before you back up into exactly. the early setting. Exactly. Yeah. So clearly one of the things that we do expect is that when you de-escalate, your platelet reactivity is going to go sure. up. So the objective uh, of, uh, of the study is to understand how can you make that transition smoother. Mm -hmm. What we observed is that regardless of the dosing, your levels of platelet reactivity went higher than those observed at baseline. Say that again. Your levels of platelet reactivity when you switched wow. were higher than those at baseline. Were you, were you confused or? I, at the beginning I was surprised, mm -hmm. uh, but then we look back to our swap two data and we saw the exact hmm. same thing. Hmm. Platelet activity continued to increase at 24, 48, 72 hours. Mm -hmm. If you switch with a maintenance dose, those levels of platelet activity higher than baseline were still present after 10 days. Wow. So there's something happening at the receptor level mm -hmm. uh, with ticagrelor that we don't fully understand. Right. Whether there is some residual effect at the post-signal level due to Ticagrelor, but there's actually some recent data showing that the interaction of, with Ticagrelor at the receptor level may, be, may include also the ADP binding site. We hmm. don't know. Hmm. 
But the take-home message here from the study that if you give the loading dose, yes, you blunt that that excess exactly. Rise. Mm -hmm. uh, but it doesn't matter. The, t the timing doesn't matter. Either you give it 12 hours or 24 hours. We were actually hypothesizing that if you give it 24 hours later, you know, giving some times for a washout mm -hmm. from the Ticagra effects, uh, you would see a smoother transition. That was not the case. Okay. And the reason why we considered that 24 hours, because when we did swap two, we said, okay, we're seeing the drug-drug interaction because Prasor was giving 12 hours after the last dose of, of maintenance dose of, of, of Ticagrelor. So in swap four, let's play smart. Right. Let's look at 12 hours and 24 hours. And I'm happy we did it because we unraveled something that uh, we clearly did not expect. So there's a, there's a clear uh, clinical take-home message, right. which is also in line with our international consensus document. Well, first of all, uh, I always like to emphasize, we don't endorse switching. Sure. We say follow the guidelines. Correct. And the product label. Which does not Absolutely. contemplate switching. Absolutely. Yes. But if there is a need mm -hmm. to switch, first of all, try to delay it as much as possible. As long as possible. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And regardless of the timing, always give a loading dose. Always. Now, there is anecdotal experience reported in the literature of cases, for example, of thrombotic complications, stent thrombosis in patients switching from Ticago to Clopidogrel. Sure. It's out there, and, and, and some of these are published. And when you look at it, these data, you see that many of these patients are switching without giving the loading dose. Right. And so it is imperative to give the loading dose irrespective of when right. you're switching because you want to minimize that gap in platelet inhibition. Yep. Switch late, switch with the load. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. A very important clinical question. Thanks, Dominic. Thanks for joining us. And thanks to all of you for joining us here live from ACC 2018.